Hello and welcome to episode 162 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast. We review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Fallon. And I'm your co-host, Joel Fallon. And it's the last game of the regular season, 162 baseball games in a regular season. Okay, but (laughs) we're back with another shorter review episode, this time with The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. The final entry in the Hunger Games saga. Yeah. So, this is a franchise that I think one of the last, uh, part one, Mockingjay, that we reviewed last year. We talked about how this is a franchise we like, or at least the first two movies, and then we were a little disappointed in that third one. Yeah. So, But we were still interested in checking out the finale. Yeah, I was actually, after seeing the third one, I was more excited about the fourth, in a way. Because even though I thought three fell short, I was like, eh, maybe that's for a reason. You know? Like, they're setting up the fourth movie to be awesome. Yeah. And but the, we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> the way they split the movie into two parts, I think we we said, yeah, if this all the content from part one was... Like, the first hour of the last movie, that would actually be really cool, potentially. Yeah. And the same problem that came down to Mockingjay Part 1, I feel like, was even worse in Mockingjay Part 2 for me. Yeah. It just was stretched so thin, I feel like. They have, like, the third act, or, like, the latter half of a second act and, and the third act of a of a movie stretched over two and a half hours or whatever how long it was yeah i'm uh at this point i'm not a fan of that like if i see a movie that's doing it like uh the hobbit fell victim to this yep. i feel like like they really could have made that two movies at most yeah this is one of the worst trends in in movies right now yeah, it's just diluting like, uh, the product. harry potter yeah Yep, but actually, that's the problem. It kind of worked there. I didn't. I still didn't yeah. love it, but it did actually work the best in that case. And I guess that kind of set the tone. Like, I feel like it can be useful. Like the Hobbit, I could see splitting it into two. It's when they split it into three that it really became a problem. Yeah, and they almost did four at some point for the Hobbit. But yeah, <laughs> God, that would have been horrible. Yeah. I mean, I think um, Harry Potter-wise, they're the only two I haven't seen. I may have seen part of the first part of Deathly Hallows mm-hmm. or whatever it is, but that's my favorite one. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. Like, I think in a case-by-case basis, there are certain occurrences where it would make sense, but especially here, it just felt so arbitrary. Like, I'm sure it helped them make a little bit extra money, but I actually think it might have backfired a little bit, because I think Mockingjay Part 1 made less than Catching Fire, and then this one made the least of all the movies. So maybe if they actually just went out in one big, you know, final trilogy, maybe they would have made more money. Yeah, I mean, I would be more willing to watch, like, a a three-and-a-half-hour movie or something like that than the... or whatever, three-hour movie rather than two two plus hour movies yeah with whatever. a lot of filler or... yeah yeah I don't know I don't know it's a good test case I guess and people did like it it had a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes which I th- thought was a little surprising wow because I just found this movie like not interesting at all really not because and this is I coming... was trying to cut it some slack yeah exactly I mean, this, I gotta say, this is one of my biggest surprise franchises I ever liked. Like, same. I think I remember saying the first. I never watched it because I thought it was like Twilight or something like that. Mm-hmm. But after finally watching it, I was like, "Wow, this movie's badass." <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why I never seen any of these movies in theaters because the first one I was like, "Oh, it's just a young adult, you know, action movie." It, at best, it'll be decent, and then I finally watch it at home on DVD, and I'm, I like liked it a lot. And then the second one, I liked even more. So I was like, I'm a fan of this franchise all of a sudden. 
And then they kicked the Sinagonads with the last couple. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and I I like Katniss. I like some of the side characters, like um, what's her face from Forty Year Old Virgin and uh, Pitch Perfect. You know who I'm talking about, the little blonde. Yeah, lady. I know who you're talking. <laughs> yeah, like I'm a fan of name. was a, a lot of the characters from the first two, and by this movie. I don't care about anybody. I've completely no. lost all investment in these characters, I guess, because they're... I don't know why exactly, but it just seems like the pace has stopped to a crawl. Like, it's so slow. It's so talky. Yeah, and it almost suffers from a... I mean, maybe this is a bad example for some people, but I really like the uh, Hangover movies. And the first two are literally the same movie, almost. Different things. And people were like, well, you can't do that again. And by the time they did the third one, which, don't get me wrong, they were stretching it in the first place, but they actually did something different, and it was horrible. And I kind of feel like this movie, or this series, kind of suffered from the same fate, where the first two were fairly similar. And when they finally broke that mold, it just, I don't know. That is a very... I like that comparison a lot, actually. Um, at first, I was like, where is he going with this? But then if you actually think about it, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's almost like a damned if they do, damned if they didn't, I guess. Because yeah, if they totally. did it again for the third time, like, I don't know how I would have felt. But I just know that the first two are very similar, and I like them a lot. Like, Yeah, the, I don't know really what they could have done or didn't do. Yeah, and I didn't read the book, so I don't really know. Yeah. But I guess I should have said this movie was directed by Francis Lawrence. It's starring Jennifer Lawrence, and it's uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's final performance. Uh, the cast is on, it goes on and on. Well, Woody Harrelson, the rest. <laughs> the same ones yeah. that were in the previous. Uh, the guy that plays Peter. And just this whole movie was very dull to me, very grim, dark, like even visually it was not very interesting. No, I totally agree. And I mean, there I I didn't hate the movie, but it was definitely my least favorite of all four. Yeah, uh, my best way is tedious. Yep. Is <laughs> how I felt about this one. It really was. It's like continue. I feel like they're repeating where they left off with her being the face of this revolution, and she's not wanting to do it still, even after two and a half hours from the last movie. Like she's reluctant to be the face of this, and everyone around her hates her. Like the the girl, like just flat yeah. out says like <laughs> how much she is not a fan of what's going on. I don't know. I just feel like you have a, such an interesting main protagonist with Katniss. And they just strip all power from her, almost. She's just yeah. a figurehead, you know. She doesn't really, until certain moments towards the end of the film, take matters in their own hands. Yeah, I think they were a little too blatant with that. Like, especially at the beginning of this one. They basically say it, like, no, you're going to stay here and be the the face. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, And I don't know. Yeah, the, the end of the third one became tedious, and you thought that it would kind of jumpstart the third one, and it really doesn't. And it never really hits its, its stride through the whole thing. Yep, so. I would agree. And then, I don't know, this is supposed to be like a war. Between these two factions, <clears throat> there's supposed to be a revolution. Uh, it's that sounds very interesting on paper, but here yeah. in, in the way they play it out, it's like I should be getting behind this revolution and like can't wait to see them overtake the authority. Uh, but I never got that feeling, and even like this is there's not that much action in this movie either. And the only real action there is is where they do this makeshift <clears throat> forced new Hunger Games thing. Like they're trying yeah, I was to recapture not a fan that. Of that. 
it's it, sort of like, like we were talking about breaking the mold and all. It's like if they did break the mold, why did they like try to recast it in a way with the same premise? Mm-hmm. I just don't think it worked in that respect. And I plus I kind of had like this feeling from the beginning that it's like, well, everything's going to be happily ever after type thing. So I feel like part or not happily ever after, but I just figured the revolution would succeed. And I think that kind of drained my interest from the get-go. Yeah. Uh, less so than while I was watching it. But Yeah, I mean, you know where it's going, pretty much. <clears throat> and Yeah, I think that's why it took me so long to actually even begin to try to watch it. Even though I was looking forward to it, you know? Yeah. And the thing with, like, this little Hunger Games-esque action sequence... It doesn't make sense when it's not in a controlled environment and on TV. Like, why are they doing doing things in certain ways? Like, that it's only they're giving them just enough space to to survive it all. Yeah. Why wouldn't they just unleash everything and ensure that they're dead? Like this black tar that comes out. It's I mean, it's actually a pretty cool sequence. I think when it's they're running from it and it's happening, but then. All they do is go into a building and go to the second story and stops out like right before them and then goes away. Yeah. Why don't they just make it keep going and going and going? They would they would have been over right then and there. And there's all like similar things throughout the whole that whole part. It's like I could see how this would be if they're in a dome, a contained area, and it's for T V ratings and all this stuff. That would make sense. To build the yeah, drama, it, but when it's an actual war, it doesn't make as much sense. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and the love triangle, I mean, this aspect of the movie never really worked for me. But especially here, I don't care about yeah, this at all. I never understood exactly what angle they were trying to work with all that. They just, they made her so vulnerable for being the main protagonist. Mm-hmm. Like, the hero I mean, and even her personality is a little bit wooden like she just there's like no human maybe not literally no humanity to her but like people have emotions and stuff like that and she was just always this pious person you know mm-hmm. I don't know uh, I just I don't think it developed very good after the second movie yeah and Peta I mean that guy is no personality He's boring as hell. It's a forced like arrangement the whole way through. It never feels like a real relationship to me. And then the other guy's barely even in any of the movies, well, at least the first two. And then I guess they, he's been more in the last couple, which I haven't liked as much. But yeah, and I actually kind of liked him decently as a character. But it's almost, the more he was in it, the less I became interested or whatever. Yeah. I'd rather see Chris Hemsworth in, in the movie. Uh, Thor. Yeah. Um, let's see, as far as villains go, you have Donald Sutherland. He's been the villain in all of them, the big bad. Uh, yeah. What do you think of him? I mean, more of the same? Pretty much. I mean, no better, no worse, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, there's really not much to say. Yeah, Julianne Moore is in is in here. She does fine. The, I, yeah, guess, I didn't like her character, but I nothing against her. Yeah, and I feel like you're missing what I was thinking about a little bit, and what maybe is making me not like these films as much as the first two is because you're missing out on the Stanley Tucci character, mm-hmm. who's like the host of the TV uh, show yeah. of it all, and you're missing out on Lenny Kravitz and. The side characters are, like, part of production. Woody Harrelson's not in it as much. Uh, like I said, yeah. the woman... I got him and I got to find her name. But I think this movie suffers from that... The overall characters... Elizabeth the people Banks. in the world are so much more interesting than the world itself is. Mm-hmm. You know, like, with the Lenny Kravitz and all that. Like, I... I felt like it's one of those movies where I really enjoyed all the side characters. And, and you're right. It just kind of waters off that down. 
Yeah, it's just... it like they're leaving with the most uninteresting. They're getting rid of all the most interesting interesting people, and leaving you with the dirty bathwater. Yeah. And as a fan of reality television myself, like I like that critique on your at least that kind of take on the reality television part of it all, the production values and and all that. Yeah. From the first. Yeah. Absolutely. And I guess the last thing we should talk about is this was Philip Seymour Hoffman's last performance. Yeah. Sorry, this is how you had to go out, buddy. Yeah. That, that other movie wasn't all that great either. What was God's the, uh, Pocket. Uh, I was thinking the one where he's like a German spy or something like that. Oh, yeah. I forget. I, I did see it. Called. It got some good reviews, but I, I didn't really love it that much. It was okay. It was yeah. kind of boring, though. Yeah, exactly. But prolific actor, one of my favorites, and uh, yeah, I guess there's still older older movies of his that I haven't seen yet. I should go back and check out. But yeah, gonna miss him. No sure. doubt about it. No doubt about it. All right, what would you give this this puppy? I give. I guess I give it a six out of ten. I feel like I'm actually being generous, but I almost feel bad at giving it a lower score. I do <laughs> still like the Hunger Games, but yeah, I feel yeah, like I all I we've talked about is the negative, and, and it's I, not that bad of a movie. I don't regret like the way we're reviewing it because those are my feelings. But I give it a five out of ten, and I don't know. There are things I like about it. It's just overall. It's so meandering. Basically, it's, it's boring. It's a letdown. It's boring. Yeah. There are moments, like, I still like Katniss. I still like some of the things she does. I still like some of the action and some of the other performances. But all in all, it just did not come together. No. So, Jennifer Lawrence, this was her big action franchise breakout. So let's get to her top five movies of hers that we like. <laughs> That wasn't exactly smooth transition, but here we are. <laughs> what do you think about her overall? I think she's a pretty good actress. Yeah, I do too. Um, I was actually surprised how little she's been in and how big of a star she is. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just she hit early and hasn't had a chance to really accumulate a large filmography yet. But it, she, I think she's like the next Meryl Streep as far as... She's going to get the big roles, or she's going to get interesting roles every year. She'll be constantly at least mentioned when it comes to Oscar nominations and that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying she's she's as good as Meryl Streep, but I think she has that chance to be something like that. Yeah, I totally agree. And And she's super young. She's young. She's pretty. I mean, she's really good looking, but she's not like a... uh... Supermodel, Sports Illustrated model, yeah. or something like that, which She's plays very... to her benefit because she can play up or play down according to the role, like visually. Absolutely, and <clears throat> she's a good actress, and she's got a really good personality and like outlook on things. At least for now, yeah. I she mean, seems people change. But... Fairly down to earth. She's gonna. She's actually writing a movie right now with Amy Schumer that they're oh, gonna cool. play sisters in, I think. And um, yeah, she's pretty talented. Chick. I like it. Yeah, her. I definitely want to check that out. Yeah, so what is your number five? My number five is slight cheat. I haven't watched this movie completely. <laughs> All right. Um, but American Hustle. But uh, from what I have seen, it's insanely overrated. Yes. But, uh, I, I mean, I'll, I'll go and watch the whole thing one day, I guess, but... I just remember being super disappointed in what I did see and the amount of hype that it was getting when it was coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that was a fun review when me and Casey did that. Um, I'm with you. I think it is not great. Either it's got fun performances. It's got its pluses, but overall, it's not not that great. I I likened it to getting a Cadbury cream egg in your Easter basket, and you're like, oh, I can't wait to bite into this. And it's hollow. <laughs> the cream is missing. What the hell? Like, there's no substance behind it. Like, it looked good, uh, had all the potential in the world, and then it just kind of was flat. 
and empty. I thought you were going to go, uh, like, I always got psyched to get those. Never liked them. <laughs> but every year, I'd relearn. Again, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I got Cadbury cream. <laughs> oh, my God, this is way too much. <laughs> I still like it, but I hear what you're saying, though. I have that with certain other things. Yeah. <laughs> um, my number five is a kind of indie romantic... I, not a romantic comedy, just like a romance that was starring Anton Yelchin and Felicity Jones. She played more of a a side character. It's Like Crazy from 2011. Actually, really good movie. Not always a big fan of romance movies, but this one was good. And Felicity Jones... She's going to be in Star Wars Rogue One, so don't know what that has to do with anything, but yeah, it was a good movie. I liked it a lot. Sweet. My number four is X-Men Future Past. That's my number four as well. X-Men Days mm-hmm. of Future Past. Yeah, you, you take the, you, you're more of a superhero guy. Yeah, you like uh, I do. I like the X-Men a lot. I know you do as well. And actually, her being Mystique is one of my least favorite parts of these movies. Yeah, I actually don't think it's the right fit for her. But yeah. but the movie as a whole, I really enjoy. I, I mean, I like First Class too, but I think Days of Future Past was better. I like the way... They, I like the future stuff in the beginning. I like the period. Or not, I don't know if it's period piece, but when they go back and they, they show clips of like video footage, like someone innocent bystanders taken. I like the way they did all that. And uh, yeah, Quicksilver was amazing, and Magneto's a badass. Just a very cool yeah. movie. See, I'm glad you said that because I didn't really love her in this movie either. And uh, personally, I'm a little bit foggy on this one, but I do remember I liked uh, First Class a little bit better. But just pure personal preference, I don't know. Yeah, First Class is really cool. I like just the whole Magneto versus Professor X, like, friendship and becoming enemies dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Fassbender as Magneto is incredible. Yeah, it's definitely awesome. We'll get to that. I mean, I did, like, uh, what's-his-face. James McAvoy. Magneto. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. What's your number three? My number three is The Hunger Games Part 1. Okay, which, that, uh, that was my number six. Just missed the cut. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, I think I had five movies exactly that oh, okay. I've <laughs> seen her in. <laughs> um, my top three are all a hair away from each other. So if that does it a little more justice. I love this movie. It turned me on to the franchise. It got me psyched to the rest of them. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, I don't know, overall great movie. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Great uh, first entrance into a franchise, but not as good as my number three, which is Catching Fire, the second entry. I just think they took everything that was good about the first one and I wouldn't say duplicated it, but expanded upon it. Like, it got rid of the shaky cam, and they made it more crisp. I think the special effects were better. Just bigger and better version of the first movie. Yeah, and I got 100% agree with you because that's my number two. Oh, there you go. (laughs) My number two is Silver Linings Playbook with Bradley Cooper, where they play mentally ill people who fall in love and I don't know it's like a romantic comedy but a very well made interesting it's a different look take at. on that yeah yeah absolutely yeah. and I uh, uh go ahead oh just saying Robert De Niro finally good in something again um yeah Jack Weaver's good uh Tucker Sean T- what's his first name <laughs> I can't remember. God damn it. I swear. The only time I'm ever this bad with names is on the podcast. But, yeah. The guy from Rush Hour. He's pretty uh, good in it as well. Jeez, I can't. That's bothering me now. I'll think of it eventually. Um, Chris Tucker. It's my number one. Chris right. Tucker. Yeah. 
I, I think I saw this before I even saw Hunger Games. And I don't know why I was apprehensive. I guess the romantic comedy type label made me not really go out and watch it. But uh, just through people talking, like word of mouth, I decided to check it out. And maybe really blew me away from yeah. what my expectations were. It's excellent. And I think it's yeah. when she's looked her best. Absolutely. I 100% yeah. agree. And, uh, and I also, I commend them for... Mental health is a huge taboo in this country. Yeah. Oh, my God. Something yeah. that's very prevalent but not talked about or dealt with. And I, I thought it was a very... Like, yeah, it is an important movie in that way. It really doesn't make a joke of it. It doesn't give it the short shrift. It does it justice without going yeah. overboard and being, like, maudlin. And... Yeah, like, feel sorry for me or yeah. whatever. Exactly. Couldn't agree more. But wasn't as good as my number one, which was the first movie I ever saw of Jennifer Lawrence in, Winter's Bone, an indie movie from 2010, where she got nominated for Best Actress. Um, this was a movie about her as a 17-year-old who... It's her and her younger uh, siblings, and they're like out in the West Virginia woods... Almost, you know, out in the wilderness, kind of, living off the grid. Her father goes missing, and it's up to her to go, like, hunt down what happened to him with all these other dangerous hillbilly-looking people, and it kind of goes from there. Very, very cool movie. Just love the the atmosphere, the tone of the movie. Like, so good. She's skinning like a squirrel, and it's interesting. Very interesting movie. Cool. But yeah, yes. the only other one I guess I can mention is The Beaver, with Jodie Foster directed and Mel Gibson starred in. She's in that movie. That is a weird, weird movie, but I actually enjoyed it. So. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's where he goes kind of crazy. Speaking of mental health, he yeah. goes crazy and starts talking to a hand puppet of a beaver like it's a uh, real person. Interesting. Yes, it is interesting. Better than Imagine you trying to sell that script to a director or something, or to the studio. Well, see, at this point... <laughs> yeah. Yep, so that's about that for our top five Jennifer Lawrence movies. Yeah. Let's move on to what else we watched real quick. You watched The Beach? Yeah. Um, oh, Leo. I, I'm surprised I never saw this movie. From what I remember, this was like the first movie that kind of got him out of that. I don't know. After like Titanic and all, I know he he kind of had this like <clears throat> pretty boy. I don't know. I feel like he wasn't quite respected as an actor. Yeah, for a couple movies and, there. Yeah, it's sort of like people thought just the movie was good, and maybe he wasn't. Or, I don't know. I can't quite remember. I mean, it was 2000, right? But I think so. So, anyway, I got around to watching it. It was totally different from what I expected, but very cool movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. I think it's underrated. Definitely different. The only... It ages pretty well. The only thing I could tell, like, age-wise... Because, geez, that's 16 years ago now. Um... The music. Yeah. It's the only part of the movie that it's like, wow, this was made in the late 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I but didn't I, remember that. It, it, it didn't bother me at all, but I did notice it. So, um, yeah. Overall, I highly recommend it. I would say it's like a seven and a half, maybe seven out of ten. Um, I agree with you. I'm going to run through some TV first, actually, before I quickly just list off some movies, because we got a lot to do tonight. You know, don't really need to take too much time on anything, but I finished the season of American Crime Story, The People vs. O.J. Simpson. Oh, cool. And the show just got better every episode, I think, or at least as the season went on, it got better and better. 
for me, it started off first episode. I, I liked it, but it was so campy and cheesy and kind of, I didn't quite understand where all the raves were coming from. But then it slowly loses that and really gets into real issues that were going on around the case and really focusing on these side characters. Once O.J. Simpson himself is not as big of a focal point, it just gets so much better um, between Johnny Cochran and the prosecutors. Like, getting into yeah. everything behind that was just really, really good stuff. Very high-quality television. I definitely recommend people check out the season now. It's wrapped up. It's only 10 episodes, and uh, definitely worth seeing whether or not you remember the OJ case or not. And right. actually, I'm going to have to finish that one. Yeah, you really should. And in June, I think ESPN is going to release this documentary that's like seven hours long about the OJ case as well. So now I'm kind of interested wow. in to see what, what the differences are and, and what mm. they say about it. Wow. I, I watched the first like five episodes when I, well, not all five episodes, but I had like pneumonia. I was out of work for like That's two right. and a half weeks. I remember that. And I didn't stop watching for a reason, but I did. For And then I remember reading a review and they said once they went to court, some people were like, eh, on it. So really? I thought that maybe subconsciously, it. maybe like the first episode is like, I don't know. Yeah, but maybe subconsciously that's why I didn't continue. But I really enjoyed what I saw. Besides the whole little, the, they kind of name dropped a, a little too much in the first few episodes. Yeah, with some the Kardashians people. and stuff. Yeah, that kind of goes out of the way in the second half. Yeah, so. they really did with the whole. I, it didn't really bother me too much while watching it, but looking back, I was like, wow, they mentioned Kim Kardashian a lot for being a nine-year-old <laughs> yeah. whatever she was. Do not kill yourself in Kimmy's room. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. That's where Kimmy sleeps. <laughs> uh, the other TV, I watched the series finale of American Idol. Fifteen seasons, and it's finally all done. Sweet. Yep. So, <laughs> sayonara. No, I, so no one else can win that and not have a career afterwards? <laughs> yeah. I mean, not all of them. But. I was a big fan <laughs> of American Idol from like seasons. I started in season six. For, so from like season six to ten, I really enjoyed it. There, it seemed like every year I found one or two people to root for and they always made it far or won, which was always nice. And then like seasons 11 through 14, mm. it just was slowly getting worse and worse and losing interest, but still watched it, but I would fast forward a lot. And then the f 15th final season, actually, it bounced back a little bit. Still not back to the heyday, but it was pretty cool. They had some decent singers. There was a, a guy on there I was rooting for. His name was Mackenzie. It was kind of <laughs> funny, since that's my daughter's name. Uh, he was good, but he got fourth place. And I thought the wrong person won. Which is, I'll just say that, but I didn't really care one way or the other. I would never got into these shows, but I remember what eventually turned me really off to them is they became so focused on showing the bad people. Yeah, they which yeah. it became people would just go up there and bomb as hard as they could to make it on TV. It's mm -hmm. something about that just rubbed me the wrong way. I, I really didn't like it. Yeah, the and then some were people that actually did try. And they talked so much shit on that. I didn't enjoy that either. Yeah, but. they did away with that this season and actually the last couple seasons, which I thought was a nice change of pace. But yeah, um, don't need to say a lot, but just the adios, mm. muchachos. And we'll Definitely see a big part of TV history, yep. regardless of what you think about it. Exactly. I watched a Best Picture nominee from this year that we will not be reviewing. Probably would have if we would have continued the, you know, the regular episodes. If it wasn't from a stupid house stuff, but I watched <laughs> Brooklyn, starring Saoirse Ronan as a young Irish woman who kind of goes back and forth between Ireland and the U.S. for jobs, and she falls in love with this guy, 
at, in Ireland and a guy in New mm-hmm. York and is kind of torn between, between what to do and it's a whole immigrant story and uh, it's a very solid, solid movie. Like, great performances, looks great, very pleasant movie. Like, there's... I don't see how anyone could watch it and hate it or not, or even not like it. Like, it's so watchable. The Irish accents are amazing. I actually, I love Irish accents. Um, yeah, me too. It's, it's just a very pleasant watch. I didn't love it as much as I was hoping to from based off of what it, all the raves that I had heard about it, but it's a very good movie. I'd give a recommended 7.5 out of 10. Um, also watched another 2015 movie, which I did not like at all. This was for the, the kid, the before mentioned Mackenzie. I rented <laughs> Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip, <laughs> like the third or fourth movie in that franchise. Wow. Terrible. Three, uh, three or three and a half out of ten. I mean, it's just complete, complete garbage. <laughs> and then I watched <clears throat> a few classic movies that I had saved up on a DVR and since I only have my cable for another week trying to watch them before uh, I lose out on those recordings. Let's see. I watched <laughs> No Way Out, a movie from 1950 starring Sidney Poitier as a black doctor in a very r- racist society. This two robbers... Robbers? Uh, is that the official word for it? Uh, Thieves. <laughs> they are like caught stealing but they get shot or somehow end up injured but they're racist the black doctor is working on the one brother trying to save his life he dies the other brother says he saw him he he killed him on purpose and it turns into this fight where he has to prove his innocence and it's a whole race like riots and like black versus white over this whole thing and it's very actually really good movie this i felt like it was handled very respectfully especially for when it was made and i don't know it was just a really cool like story you're really rooting for the people you're rooting for and you're really hating the people you're hating um but i would definitely recommend it uh eight out of ten i'd give it wow also watched bonnie and clyde from like 1960 something uh, Warren Beatty as Clyde and Faye Dunaway as Bonnie enjoyed it it was a good movie <laughs> I'm just trying to run through this real quick uh, probably give it like a 7 or a 7.5 next up I watched McCabe and Mr. M- Mrs. Miller this was uh, a what's his fucking name um, Robert something or other director who directed Nashville and Network. This is about a guy who, he's new to this town and he's building a bar or like a, some kind of brothel. <laughs> like there's prostitutes to come in and Mrs. Miller is one and she kind of like teams up with him to really run this, this town. Um, but Robert Altman is the director, but it's so super realistic. It's like, it feels like a home video recording. Really? Yeah. It's like from 1971, just the way it's shot. And like, you can tell the people in the background, they're like building this like building. They're really building this building. It seems like, and it's just <laughs> makes it seem so real. Almost, almost too real, but it, this director, who's all his movies kind of feel this way, he's so good that it, he made it work. Uh, really interesting movie, to say, to say the least. I enjoyed it. Uh, and lastly, The Kane Mutiny. It's a movie from 1954 about a hypothetical mutiny on a U.S. Navy ship, and it was okay. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Yeah, I watched it. That's all I can really say. Maybe I was just for- trying to force it too much, so I couldn't super get into it. But it was pretty good. I mean, nothing to complain yeah. about. Anything else for you? Um, no, not really. Uh, actually, from a while ago, I watched one more episode. It's a mini series of. 
it's a really famous book, a Russian book, really long one. Uh, what is it called? War and Peace. War and Peace. Yeah. With uh, Paul Dano. It's a, it's a BBC show, I believe. It's a. From what I saw, it's really good. It's, I mean, if you're not into like historical pieces, it's. I think the book is famous for being like one of the first like realism books where it's like from people's perspectives realistically rather than like having a like actual narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to describe. I, I would definitely recommend watching it if you're into history and all that. Uh, the Russian side of things is something that's not at least portrayed in Western media too often. So I found that very uh, interesting. But Yeah, that book got a major shout-out shout out in the Peanuts movie. Really? Darcy highly recommends it. <laughs> that's an interesting Interesting uh, choice, shout Charles. Out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The more I think about the Peanuts movie, it was, I mean, it was kind of enjoyable. Yeah, it, it's a hard one to describe. It's about a couple different people, narratives. They all kind of intersect somehow through aristocracy or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it's, I just think it's cool because you get to see more realistically how people live in a different time. Yeah. All right. So. Let's move on to very brief news and prejudgment day. It's all Marvel-related, as it usually is with me. But uh, <laughs> they revealed the official name and synopsis of the Sony solo Spider-Man reboot that comes out next summer. And it is... Spider-Man Homecoming. Which I think is a terrible yeah. title. but Terrible title. Um, yeah. <laughs> what they're trying to get across is like... It's the homecoming. Um, the you know Marvel's back involved. He's back at Marvel, their mm-hmm. joint venture, and also it's and to say like he's high school aged and the actual homecoming at high school. Uh, I just feel like there are so many cool like titles with from that they could take from Spider Man comics like. They did good with the Amazing Spider-Man. I like that. They could have yeah. done Spectacular Spider-Man or Web of Spider-Man. You know, one of these comic book titles or Ultimate Spider-Man. I feel like that would have been fine. But yeah, I feel like the name's like a uh, like almost a safe bet. Where like if it doesn't work out, at least they didn't use like an iconic name like. Like how the amazing or the spectacular Spider-Man is, mm-hmm. but I don't know. That's my two cents on it. <laughs> I'm still excited for the movie. I think, I mean, from all early reports of Captain America: Civil War, like Spider-Man's the best part of that movie. If, yeah, if I've heard that from employees. everyone of them. Yeah. Um, so. And they said he's in more of the movie than you would expect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's awesome. Like, I hope they can just take it and run with it. He's easily my favorite comic book character of all time and yeah i think he's the most relatable as well yeah like he's a superhero but he still has to do his homework and he still has to try to get a date with blah 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 yeah love it love spidey and michael keaton is in talks to become the villain of the movie interesting don't know which i'm glad to see michael keaton uh getting work really doing good (laughs) yeah i like him Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm Check very... out the Dream Team, by the way. Classic comedy. Haven't underrated. Seen it. Really? Ah, oh, they play a bunch of um they're a bunch of people in a nut house. As the guy who plays the older guy from uh Everybody Loves Raymond. Okay. Yeah. A couple of recognizable people, a couple that you wouldn't, and they're supposed to go to a Yankees game with their doctor and their doctor gets mugged and Michael Keaton's a uh delusional like uh he tells all the people that he raced in daytona or whatever and they're like well getting 20 speeding tickets in a week in daytona doesn't mean you were a professional (laughs) race car driver or 
he said he played in the NHL, and what he did is he hopped on the ice and beat up a referee for making a bad <laughs> call. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a one flavor of the cuckoo's nest spinoff. Yeah, but it's definitely it's more lighthearted. Yeah, it's a really good watch. Cool. Uh, it's got a uh, Doc from uh, Back to the Future in it, I believe, as well. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> Classic Keaton. It's awesome. Dream Team, check it out. Also, the first trailer for Doctor Strange was released. Uh, I believe you checked this out. Yeah. What did you think? To be honest, I really don't know what to think of it. Like, it I did give you a whole enjoyed lot. the trailer, but um, I really don't know anything about Doctor Strange. I mean, I think that's to be. They're expecting that. I don't think a lot of people are going to know anything about him. It looks really cool. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I just I don't have a I don't know like a scale to judge that one like I would like Spider Man. Yeah. Something well, like that. Basically, he's a good doctor who gets into an accident, destroys his hands. He's unable to work in that field anymore. But he gets healed from the mystical arts and becomes a spiritual like master of that domain and he's very mystical like a warlock a really cool comic book character i like him when he was in the new avengers and he's an interesting side character i was never super into his, like reading his comics but i'm definitely interested in this movie and i heard the comparison to the trailer made it look like a mix between the matrix and inception and that kind of yeah. sounds about right with the way the effects were the were and just seem the really effects look really cool. Yeah, yeah. You could tell they're, they're like the they're putting their money into it as you would expect, and uh, yeah, they're definitely not cheaping out on it for sure. I, but I am excited for the sole fact that they've done a really good job of their otter characters. Yep. And I'm sure they have diehard fan bases for. That's usually how that works. Uh, I haven't seen Ant-Man yet. I've heard great things. It's solid. Really Guardians good. of the Galaxy. I, it's amazing. When I first saw the first trailer for that, I was like, that is going to suck. <laughs> yeah. But amazing. Um, honestly, though, you know, I thought Doctor Strange was uh, the one bad guy from the Batman. Uh, I know him from the Batman uh, animated series. Hmm. There was one guy that used, like, hypnotism or, like, I'm a scarecrowish type guy. I forget what his name is. Mastermind. Hugo or something. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember. Yeah. But that's who I thought he was. Now you got me thinking, but no, I can't figure it out. <clears throat> but yeah, Hugh, um, maybe his name's Hugo Strange. Yes, that sounds very familiar. Yeah, must be it. He's and all. I remember. I almost hated watching the episodes with him in Batman because he was he was almost like overpowered. Like, Batman was always kind of, like, to his knees because he'd be, like, seeing shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what will you prejudge this movie with? Bless it with your rating. Uh, I gave it a seven and a half just for the sole fact that I have no idea what's going on, (laughs) but it looks so cool. (laughs) Yeah, it does, it does. I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. Fair. Because, I don't know. And plus it's Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, you got Benny, you got, uh, what's her face? God, the names, the names. Um, the woman from, we need to talk about Kevin. This is killing me that I can't think of her name off the top of my head. It's Tilda Swinton. (laughs) She she looks great as his, uh, trainer, the bald trainer person. Uh, Chiatel, Ejiofor, and Rachel McAdams are in this. Mads Mikkelsen as well as the villain. Yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah. What else can we say? (laughs) But uh, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, but I'll mention it now. Um, The podcast awards should be available to nominate uh, once you're listening to this podcast, April 15th, and they close, nominations close April 30th, so... If you want to hop on over to that website, nominate us in the Mm. TV and film section. We would definitely appreciate Mm. that. Um, Yeah. And also, 
We have established our YouTube channel. So just search for the Redbox Report on YouTube and we're publishing our reviews on there for the time being and uh, hoping, hoping to continue that. So please help us out, subscribe to that and and we would be appreciative Like, subscribe, well. comment. <laughs> yeah, whatever you can do. <laughs> we appreciate any feedback whatsoever on that front. It's new to, new to me, new to us, so... Not really sure how it all works out, but I'm interested to dip my toes into that that field. Yeah. And as usual, you could also email us the Redbox Report at Yahoo.com or follow us on Twitter at the Redbox Report. I'm on Twitter at the Oriole Report. I'm on Twitter at Redbox Reporter. Like us on Facebook, subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening. <laughs>